Why, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. It is the holiday episode, and I say that with so much excitement, like we haven't talked about the holidays the past three weeks. Uh, But I will go ahead and say, hey, Suzanne, how are you doing? Good, Michelle. I'm feeling the the holiday crunch. But um, other than that, pretty good. How are you? I'm feeling the holiday giggles right now because... It's a Sunday morning that we're recording, and I just had a mimosa with breakfast, and so I'm feeling pretty lively this morning. Nice, nice. Yes, and on top of that, I must say, I have all the packages that need to be sent out already FedExed. I have everything that I've received already wrapped, so I'm sitting pretty right now. I guess you are. Um, I, however, feel scattered. (laughs) I feel like I am not ready for anything. Although I did take my last two boxes to FedEx yesterday and shipped them home because as I've said, we're spending Christmas in Alaska this year and my kids are spread out over all over the country. So it seems a little ridiculous to ship everything to Alaska. So we have something to open on Christmas for them to have to ship at home to where they live when Christmas is over, but that's just how it worked this year. (laughs) So it does sound a little redundant, but it works. And that's what keeps FedEx or UPS in business. So that's all good. That is all good. It's all you're contributing to the economy. But this week, um, I had a little little issue with my computer that I always use. It keeps all of my information, my downloads, everything on it. I spilled coffee on it and could not save the computer. (laughs) So most importantly, I lost all of my Christmas lists of what I was going to get everyone, what I had already purchased, had it been delivered. You know, it's my little flow chart of Christmas giving and it's gone and Um, Yeah, so I'm scrambling because I'm going back through emails to see if I got confirmations, see if I got shipping delivery confirmations. Yeah, just wondering where everything is, hoping it all shows up. So you have to recreate that with your Christmas brain as it is now, frazzled. Frazzled, yep, and scattered. And yep, and so who knows how this Christmas is all going to pan out. It is what it is. It is what it is. And I agree with you right now in this moment, that is the most important thing you lost on the computer. But the second most important thing, in my mind anyway, is you were worried you weren't going to be able to do this podcast because of the templates that have been set up. So hopefully this all goes according to plan. (laughs) Yeah, let's hope so. But we won't know until we try. Yeah, we won't know until we finish and try to download and then have an issue. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully not. Okay, so do you want to tell me, because I knew your computer was having issues. I I knew some coffee got spilled on it. Uh You might not have wanted me to share that or maybe already shared that. No, I did. Okay. What? So it just died. So what are you using today to record this episode? Did you get a new computer or did you go to a different piece of equipment? I went to my store and took one of the computer laptop computers out of my store. I decided I needed it more than my store needed it this week. We still have 
at least one laptop and an iPad in the store. So it's like, okay, well, I'm using this until, because I couldn't even get into Apple um, until like the 28th of December to have them look at my computer to see if it was salvageable or if I need to buy a new one. And I'm like, I am not dealing with Apple this time of year. That would be a nightmare. Yeah. That would be the nightmare before Christmas, having to deal with <laughs> Apple. It it's would. hard to deal with them any day of the year just because there's, their stores are so busy and to get an appointment and a time to come in. Exactly. So yeah. I just decided this one I'll have to do until I have time to get in there. Let's not worry about the future. Let's talk about Christmas. Well, yes, before we talk about Christmas, though, and you already know this, but our listeners do not know this, that this is our Christmas episode, which the title probably says that, but we are going to be taking next week off. We are going to be like, why, hello, and we're going to close down that week before, or I'm sorry, that week between Christmas and New Year's and then be back like January, I think, 4th. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So we'll give Suzanne a little bit of a break while she's traveling to Alaska. And I will take a little rest as I'm hosting family here and running to Vegas. I think it's like five times in the next (laughs) two weeks or something like that. Something Uh, ridiculous. Yeah. But it's a big commute for you. (laughs) It is. So yeah, let's just jump right into Christmas. And I mean, we've talked about our favorite Christmas movies. We've talked about the frazzle of Christmas. Mm -hmm. So today I just really want to make it fun. Not that those weren't fun, but just kind of capitalizing on the cheer. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Yeah. And I was talking to you before this episode started and said that I, you know, have Christmas trivia. I have some Christmas jokes because I know you like them (laughs) so much. I know. I'm rolling my eyes, too, because I read a couple of them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I really going to read these? But I probably will. But then you surprised me and said that you had some Christmas trivia for me. I do. And I hope that we didn't overlap and both have the same trivia. Well, I'm kind of hoping we did overlap because I always put you on the spot. I don't really like being put on the spot (laughs) and having to know an answer, but I'm going to roll with it. Okay, well, you get started and we'll just go with it. Okay, well, I found my Christmas trivia or the Christmas trivia that I'm going to share with you all today at Parade.com. And they're the same um, website organization that did the Thanksgiving trivia, which I was so impressed by. So I really want to do a huge shout out to them for putting these quizzes out there. Are these trivia questions? Um, that's interesting. It will see. It will be interesting to see if my trivia matches your trivia in the responses because I took my trivia from History.com and PBS, so mine might be a little more serious trivia, or we'll see if the facts jive with what Parade says. Okay. Well, I'm just going to throw this out here. History trivia is going to probably be more difficult. So if I get more answers wrong, it's just because of the source. Well, and I'm going to say my trivia, like you may not even have to answer. It's more fun facts. Okay. I like facts. Okay. 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 
Well, I'm going to go ahead and get started. And what do you want me to do? Like do a couple questions and then you do a couple questions or how do you want to organize this? Okay, you do a couple questions and then I'll throw a couple back at you. Okay. Well, again, my trivia is from parade.com. And the first question I would like to ask you, Suzanne, is which popular Christmas beverage is also called milk punch? Oh, so easy. And here's what we're going to do is I'll follow up with the facts that I have about eggnog. Eggnog is the correct answer. And I will say that you scrooged me out of some eggnog the other day when I visited. I know. I If I talked about my homemade eggnog, I I apologize, but it's I'm so proud of my homemade eggnog. I have like four gallons of it in my refrigerator. You came over, spent the night one night before you had to go back to Havasu, and I forgot to send some of my homemade eggnog with you. And I was And my husband is having a meltdown about it I because know. He, so he's mad. just saying to me, get the recipe, Michelle. Like, have you got it yet? I've had a hundred questions about this damn eggnog since I've gotten back. <laughs> and it's really, really super easy. So I will share the recipe. And I found out when I was researching eggnog that um, my recipe is very similar to George Washington's original recipe served in the United States. Wow, look at you all going back and connecting to history. I know. When I was reading what George Washington's recipe was, it's like, wow, it sounds like my recipe. So it's a good one. Um, But that being said, do you want to know the facts I have about eggnog or do you have any to share with me? No, I leave the facts up to you. Okay. Because I know you're going to research them if you don't have them in front of you. So go ahead, Suzanne. Okay. Well, eggnog is originally a medieval British drink, and it was used as a cold and flu remedy. And what they did was they stirred hot milk into rum, and rum was actually the medicinal um, part of eggnog, and I think milk tamed the flavor of rum for um, colds and flus. And then Later, the aristocrats of England used it to toast their good health. So it kind of evolved from a cold and flu remedy to a toast to good health. So that is very interesting, but I have to ask, and maybe you said it and I just missed it, Eggnog, does it have eggs in it? Yes, it does. Um, egg, I'll, give, I'll give you a rundown of what's in eggnog. Um, It's heavy cream. It's a dozen egg yolks. And you can get pasteurized eggs, which are eggs that have, I, I may not be correct in the pasteurization process, but you can pasteurize them yourselves by doing a quick boil and then right into ice water. So you're not cooking them, but you're pasteurizing them. But you can buy them already pasteurized. So you're using raw eggs, but they're pasteurized raw eggs. So that prevents the bacteria buildup. So you have cream, eggs, and they just say you don't even have to use pasteurized eggs because the alcohol in the eggnog preserves the eggs. So just a little trivia. Okay. But we have heavy cream, half and half eggs, sugar, 
And then my recipe calls for liter of, I have to remember, rum, brandy, and bourbon. A liter combined of those three or a liter each? A liter each. Damn. <laughs> That's why it's so good. Can you walk the next morning? <laughs> well, it's really a sipping drink. <laughs> and um, and that's with like a dozen eggs. Um, uh, I believe it's a quart of half and half and a quart of heavy cream. So it's a huge, I mean, I do. I seriously have like four gallons of, of eggnog. So it does, the proportions are right. So. Okay, well, send me a, the recipe, the actual recipe, and I will store up on that also and make my husband a very happy man. Okay. And I apologize okay. for forgetting to send it with you. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, let's see. The next question I have for you. Uh-huh. And you should probably really know this one being in retail. Um, so the movie Miracle on 34th Street is based on a real life department store. What store is it? Oh, is this a tricky one? Is this like an old? Uh, no, oh. no. Think of the Thanksgiving Macy's. Day Parade. Macy's. Yes, Macy's. That's correct. <laughs> okay. Ding, ding, ding. ding two ding, out of ding. two there. <laughs> Yay, Suzanne. <laughs> okay, fire another one at me. Okay. What are the two other most popular names for Santa Claus? Okay, so your your trivia is just feeding into mine because St. Nicholas, for sure, and I have facts about St. Nicholas, and I don't know what the second one is. Chris Kringle. Hmm. Chris Kringle. Yes. <laughs> I was going to try and give you a clue, but you got it. So yes, yeah. Chris Kringle and St. Nick are the two most popular names for Santa Claus. Okay, so here is where did, how did modern day Santa come to exist? What is the history of Santa Claus? I want to say he originated in Turkey. He did. And beyond that, I don't know. I just happened to see that when I was looking <laughs> at the quiz yesterday. <laughs> I'm not really that um, up to Santa Claus trivia. So the original Santa Claus was a Christian bishop named St. Nicholas. And he devoted his life um, to helping the poor in Turkey. He's known for gift giving. Another little piece of trivia is the Santa in the red suit really didn't become popular until Coca-Cola created a poster of a jolly heavyset Santa with a gray beard um, dressed in a Santa suit. And that was really the first mass production of what Santa actually looked like. And Coca-Cola based that Santa in the poster on James Edgar's Santa suit that he created in 1890. And that was in 1931. Right. And you're stepping on my trivia toes now because <laughs> sorry, I was just thinking the same thing about Coca-Cola. And you know, this is really interesting to me. I remember my dad saying who my dad grew up in a farm. And my dad was born, I think, in 1932. So 
he grew up in a rural part of Minnesota. And I remember him telling me that he didn't know what Santa looked like until he was in his late teens, maybe even early 20s, because they never left the farm. So, and they didn't have television. So he said he never got a visual of what Santa looked like. And that always struck me because I thought, yeah, he was really a figure of people's imagination um, for a long time because there was no access to Santa. There was no television. Um, And so I just thought that was a very interesting concept because we grew up knowing what Santa looked like. But it was much more an imagination thing when they were, uh, when my parents were children. That's so interesting because it just brought to mind a story that my grandpa used to share with us. And it was about when he was a little boy and Santa came to his house once. And maybe it was his brothers who experienced this, but they caught him in the act of putting whatever in the stocking or however it came to be at their place. And he didn't want them to see him because he's supposed to be someone you don't see. So he threw ash from the fireplace in their eyes. <laughs> Do you think that's a true story? I did growing up, but <laughs> you're right. They probably didn't even know what Santa looked like. And right. no, I always did believe that story. <laughs> I wonder if that was a true story. It probably was, but maybe it was just, well, maybe that's where coal in your stocking comes from. Well, it definitely could be. And yeah, I'm going to have to ask my dad about that because my grandpa, he was a very interesting and lively character. And he always had these stories that just caught your attention and I always believed them. And that's one of them I believed up until right now, which I still tend to believe. (laughs) I mean, I don't mean to create a bah humbug. And it's probably is a very true story. But, you know, hearing it for the first time, I'm like, oh, come on, that can't be true. (laughs) Well, since you're being such a Grinch, why don't I ask you this question about the Grinch? Okay, you know how much I love the Grinch. I know, I know, but you're being one, so I'm kidding, you're not really. Okay, so the question is, in the classic Christmas movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch was described with three words. What were they? I have no idea, because you know I hated the Grinch. Right, but it's in the song, and they say stink, stank, stank. stunk. Stunk. Yeah, so those were the three words that would describe the Grinch. Interesting. There was a Grinch. I was in Nordstrom yesterday, and there was a Grinch dressed in a Santa suit walking around Nordstrom's. Isn't that an interesting character to be walking around Nordstrom's? I can't say I've ever seen one before. I haven't either. And from the back, he looked like Santa. And then he turned around and he had the Grinch face and he had green hands. (laughs) And it's like, Did that you jump? is scary. <laughs> that is just scary. There's something so wrong about that. Did it cause you to jump or to walk the other way? It or? caused me to take a second look like, why is there a Grinch in Nordstrom's instead of Santa? Was he an employee or just a customer walking around the store? No, he was an, I mean, I don't know if he was an actual hired employee of Nordstrom, but there was a photographer with him. And instead of sitting in the Santa seat, he was walking around the store 
and he was and people were coming up to him to have their picture taken with the Grinch and and he was very popular I mean you could hear people across the store saying hey there's the Grinch um so he was very popular I just thought it odd <laughs> I just I when you first mentioned it I thought it was just a customer walking around the no, store as the no. Grinch but how fun that Nordstrom did that yeah and I can't say that Nordstrom did it it could have been the shopping center that Nordstrom sits in that hired him I don't know but it was he was definitely a hired professional with a professional photographer but yeah very interesting huh well as long as he's not peering over the dressing room doors I'm okay with that and I probably would have got my picture taken with them oh I kept my back to him the whole time yeah I I, I don't like the group. have that visual yeah but maybe it's a personified version of COVID walking through the mall only you, Suzanne. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, well, let's move away from this quickly. Okay. Um, here's another question. Elvis isn't going to have a white Christmas. He's going to have a... Um, I should know this because I know the song. I know Elvis is a blue... Blue Christmas? Yes. Is it Blue Christmas? Correct. Look at that. You just had to have the time to work through that. And there you go. Get the right answer. Yeah. And um, that reminds me, and I don't even know if it's affiliated with Elvis, but the Christmas song that is so popular. Do you know the name of it? Blue Christmas? Well, no. (laughs) Maylee, what is it? Maylee... Oh, the Hawaii song? Yeah, the Hawaiian Christmas song. I am not going to sing it or attempt to pronounce it correctly, yeah, but I know the one you're talking about. I know my about. kids loved it. Whenever we'd be in Hawaii at Thanksgiving, they'd start, um, mainly, but I can't say it now Ka- because I like can't. Like Kaliki Laki or something. Yeah, I really Kaliki am not Maki. trying to. Kaliki Maki, that's what it is. Mele Kalikimaki. And the kids used to love it when that song came on on the radio when we were in Hawaii. And um, I always just thought, but I can't sing it. I can't say it because I can only sing it in my head and I don't sing out loud. So I couldn't, but you you finished it for me. But anyway. Well, I tried to finish it. I didn't get it correctly, but enough I got so it that as I correct as I could. Yeah, enough so I could <laughs> yes. spit it out. So it was so funny when we were driving back from Phoenix, when I had picked up my sister and Cameron and I had my mom in the car and Hallmark has a channel on Sirius radio. So I was listening to Christmas songs and my sister was about to have a fit. She's like, these songs are all so slow, like jazz it up, go to a different channel. And so I had to find another channel that had the Christmas classics, but with um, newer artists. Oh, yeah. I love that. I know. I I keep that I do too. one playing, yeah, around the clock. I think it's a great one. Yeah. And then another Scrooge came <laughs> to my dad's Christmas, or it wasn't his Christmas party. It was my dad's birthday party. And I had Christmas music playing in the background because what time of year is it? Christmas. Right. And so Rob was like, oh, Michelle, you changed my country. I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to Christmas music. And this guest actually said to me, I like country music better and so does my wife. <laughs> I just looked at him and said, but it's Christmas music tonight. So like, yeah, well, 
And I feel bad because I start playing Christmas music in my store as soon as Christmas decorations go up, which is like the first week in November. And I was in the back room the other day <laughs> listening to the girls who work at the store complain about how sick they are of Christmas music. And I did have to say, it's that's something I won't compromise on. We will play Christmas music around the clock until Christmas is over. And then you don't have to listen to it again for a whole year. It's the way it should be. Yeah, that's what I think. It's In Christmas. my opinion. Yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah, let's celebrate. Country we only music. get to do it for so much time. Yeah, and cr country music doesn't fit when you have Christmas trees surrounding you. You should, you should walk in and hear the environment you're walking into. Right, and it doesn't really fit either when you're trying to tie people back to Christmas's past and that nostalgia of Christmas and that familiarity. Because I think when people really step into the season, they step into all of that. And that's just yeah. a way of thinking. So yeah. And yeah. I'm sure it's I, difficult when you're working for six hours and Christmas music. But when I used to work at The Gap years and years ago, and they played their Christmas music, I loved it. I loved listening to it for six or eight hours a day. But Oh, yeah. I would leave work every day in such a good mood, even if I had the worst customers ever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's move well, on. Well, here's, yeah, I'll move on. Here's a question that I know you're going to have an answer to because you already said this to me oh. earlier this season. Okay. In the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. What happened every time a bell rang? Um, an angel got its wings. Yes. Doesn't that just make you so happy thinking about that? Yes, it does. That's why it's yeah, such a good I can, movie. I can feel the smile coming across the miles. I know. Okay. Okay. Another Christmas movie question, and this was one of your favorites, so you should have the answer to this one. Uh, which Hollywood actor played six different roles in the Polar Express? Tom Hanks. You are correct. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yay. I, I loved that and, movie. I haven't seen it in years, but I loved that movie. Yeah, it wasn't one of my favorites. And when I told Cameron that when he was here and my sister, they were both shocked because they oh. both love that movie. So I don't know. Um, the next question I have, you already answered, which country did eggnog come from? Mm -hmm. Which oh. was what? Um, In case people weren't <laughs> listening earlier. <laughs> Britain. Yes, England. England. And then... Here's a question. It's another Christmas movie question. What is Ralphie's little brother's name in the movie A Christmas Story? I have no idea. I have no idea. Randy. So oh. we had Ralphie and Randy. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. I never I never would have gotten that one. Okay. Well, do you want to jump in with some questions or facts or do you want yes. me to continue? Yes, okay. I do. Okay. So when did, who popularized the Christmas tree? Germans. Germans, um, actually Martin Luther, Martin Luther, Martin Luther King, how stupid, Martin Luther um, had the first candlelit um, Christmas tree 
in the 1800s and he did he used candles to light his christmas tree because he was walking home one night and the twinkling stars in the sky inspired him so although people put evergreens in their house in the winter um he was the first one to decorate the tree with candles and candlelights and a little small piece of information is my mom used to tell us that and um, when she was growing up, her mom and dad put the Christmas tree up on Christmas Eve and they had the doors closed until the tree was decorated and the kids got their first look at the Christmas trees on Christmas Eve and they had candles that were lit. And all I can think of is how did you not burn your house down when you put <laughs> Christmas candles on your tree? And you and I are so in sync there because I have been thinking that the whole time you've been talking about this is how didn't we have more fires or right. how hasn't that become a Christmas song or a Christmas story or something right. about the house burning down because of the candles on the tree. Right. And my cousin's husband, Frank, who is from Germany, apparently still does that occasionally on Christmas. He'll put... Um, lit candles on his tree on Christmas Eve. And he sent a picture one year and it it was dumbfounding to me because it's like, how do you not just totally stress about um, igniting your whole house that way? But they know what they're doing. So, but from that, from Martin Luther doing that in Germany in the early 1800s, Queen Victoria and Prince Albert were the first to actually have a decorated Christmas tree at Buckingham Palace in 1846. And that is what popularized the Christmas tree. It was Queen Victoria. And I love that because so much comes from Queen Victoria. And the Christmas decorated Christmas tree is one of those things. Yeah, and I just have to throw out a huge thank you for that because I do love a decorated Christmas tree. Yeah, I do too. Well, I have to ask you about your cousin's um, family when they do that in modern times, when you saw a picture of that tree with the candles on it, was it beautiful? It was beautiful, but I had a hard time getting past, it's like, oh my God, they have lit candles on their Christmas tree. But yes, it's incredibly beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you to Germany and then to um, the king and queen of England too for popularizing. Okay, so I'm going to go back to Germany um, and okay. tell you that the gingerbread house um, originated in Germany in the 16th century, and it was based on the story of Hansel and Gretel. But, I knew that because I came across that question in my trivia too. That's so cool. I know, but the gingerbread cookie, which is like, you know, the gingerbread man actually came from Queen Elizabeth I because she asked her kitchen staff to create gingerbread cookies designed to look like visitors who came to Buckingham Palace to visit. That is so cool. I had no idea. And there were, I had a stretch of years. I love gingerbread men. I love them. And years and years ago, when my kids were really little, Nordstrom's used to sell 
cellophane wrapped real gingerbread cookies tied with a red bow. And I decorated my Christmas tree for probably five years in a row with just gingerbread, those gingerbread men from Nordstrom. It was the best tree ever. It sounds beautiful. I love it. And then did you eat the gingerbread afterwards? No, because they were like bricks. No, I saved them from year to year. Because Nordstrom, oh, okay. yeah, Nordstrom carried them for probably three or four years. And, you know, and they waned in popularity by the last year. But it was one of those things where I'd go the first day they had Christmas decorations out and I'd buy as many of the gingerbread cookies as I could. And then I'd, I saved them year after year and they went on my tree. I like the way you did that because I will say even to this day, I feel guilty when I break a gingerbread cookies head off (laughs) well (laughs) so you could put them on the tree and not feel guilty or you could just make them into circles and I would like that much better because I really like gingerbread I do too it's one of my favorite favorite Christmas time treats guess what else a German immigrant brought from Cologne Germany in 1847 to the United States. He introduced this to the United States. Oh, I didn't have a cheat sheet on this one. And he decorated, (laughs) he decorated his entire tree with ornaments, the candy cane. Oh, the candy cane. Yep. Okay. The candy cane was invented in Cologne, Germany in 1670. And A German immigrant brought it to, I believe, Massachusetts and decorated his entire Christmas tree with candy canes in 1847. And I will say, I didn't this year, but for the last 10 years, I did put candy canes on my tree. And they were kind of like your gingerbread cookies in the fact that I bought them one year and then just every year they went on the tree after that. And I never felt bad about it until my nephew took one down and ate one. And I think they tasted okay, but I'm like, no, I got to get rid of these candy canes. (laughs) Or at least get some new ones every year. Just, yeah, just buy new ones every year. It's not a huge investment. No, it's not. So that's so funny. Okay, so what else? Do you put candy canes on your trees? I used to when the kids were little, I did. And, but it always had to be the really cool, heavy, thick candy canes. I didn't like the little chintzy ones. And... I think I know the answer to this question, and it wasn't in my trivia yesterday, um, but but from years back, the candy cane, where does it get its shape from? I don't know. Probably someone's The shepherds. Oh, the shepherds, of course. Yeah, yeah. That makes so much sense now that you tell me that. Yeah, so that's just trivia off the top of my head, and I hope it's correct. It probably (laughs) is throwing myths out there, but that is what I've heard in the past. So here's another question, unless you have another one. Okay, go ahead. One more thing that came from Germany. A lot of Christmas traditions came from Germany, and I'm very proud of the fact that I'm German. So can I give you one more before you give me your list? Oh, no, you can give me many more. Okay, well, this is the last one I have. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so in Germany in the 19th century... 
families started lighting candles every day. And if they couldn't afford candles, they used chalk marks on the wall every single day for the month of December. And that is the origins. I know where this is going. I know. What is that the origins of? The advent calendar. Yes. I I did not know that came from Germany either. I know. I didn't either. But I thought that was very interesting. And that they would light a candle, you know, and maybe that came from a Jewish tradition for um, maybe that's where that came from. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Speculation. But if they couldn't afford the candles, then they used chalk marks on the wall. As oh, a countdown I love that. to Christmas. I know. My kids still love advent calendars. When Cameron was here for that quick visit, he, he was excited to get back home because he had like four or five days of oh. windows to open to get caught up. I know. My kids loved their advent calendar too. Every Yeah. And they had to take turns every day and they had to figure out every year who got to go first so that the a different kid every year got to do Christmas Eve the advent we had these little I don't know velcro cushions and Santa was the 24th but every year they had to alternate who got to put Santa on the calendar and I wasn't that traditional. I would just go to the supermarket and then get those little chocolate ones oh. that were like $3 a piece. And each kid had their own. Oh, well, that was a good idea. Yeah. So they didn't fight over it. But yours is very traditional, it sounds like. Um, yes. My um, father-in-law's wife gave all of us a advent calendar, I think when probably Eric was a baby. Okay. Yeah. And we still use it. 29 That's very years cool. Ago. Yeah. And have you gotten your grandson an advent calendar yet? I got him one last year and I got him one this year. Last year was Santa's face and you put a cotton ball on every day of the month. And by the end of the month, he has a full cotton ball beard. Isn't that clever? Yes. We used to make those in preschool. With the kids. Yeah. I mean, they're so fun. And then this year, I got him Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And it's not as fun because, you know, but the last one is his red nose. I love it. Yeah. So there you have it. Yeah. And I know that we're like starting to run out of time or we're very close to running out of time. So why don't I just ask... Two more quick questions, okay. and then I'll do at least one joke because we haven't even got to the Christmas <laughs> I, jokes. I know. I've kind of been monopolizing the time so we wouldn't have to get to the Christmas jokes, but I'll, I'll let Dig do Oh, it. so there's strategy <laughs> there. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So what other pieces of trivia do you have for me? Okay. I'll just do two quick ones. Um, since you were talking about Hawaii, I'll ask this question. How do you say Merry Christmas in Spanish? I have no idea. You know this song too, Suzanne, because there's a song about it. Oh, okay. Well, tell me because I, I don't have a clue. Feliz Navidad. Oh, of course. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that would like jump to mind as soon as I said it. Yep. And then let's see. The last question. I'll do this because this will resonate with you. What is the best-selling Christmas song ever? 
Um, Song and artist. Well, I would say White Christmas by Bing Crosby. You are 100% correct. That is the best-selling Christmas song ever. And, you know, I just heard the other day that it was Mariah Carey's um, Christmas song. And I thought, that can't be right. What is her Christmas song? Do you know off the top of your head? She has a very popular one. Um, Um, But I... All I I want for Christmas, I think. Maybe. Is that it? All I want for Christmas is you? Is that? Oh, that's I don't know. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is you. But I thought, that can't be right. (laughs) But that's what they said. That hers was the most popular of all time. Uh, I disagree. Yeah, I disagree too, because I'm going to stick with Bing Crosby. It's white. A hundred percent. Yep. Okay, so now I'm going to just share one or two jokes because I said I would and I can't let everybody down. Okay. Okay, so here's the funny Christmas joke. This is also found at parade.com. What do you call an obnoxious reindeer? I don't know. Rude off. (laughs) Okay, that's so stupid. I know. Here's another one, which I will share because it reminds me of you. Uh-huh. Why don't crabs celebrate Christmas? I don't know. It reminds me, it reminds you of me though. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I don't know. the answer. Again, the question is, why don't crabs celebrate Christmas? Because they're shellfish. <laughs> And you have an allergy <laughs> to shellfish. Fish. <laughs> oh, God, that's so stupid. <laughs> okay. And then the very last one, just real quick. Okay. And what, in what year does New Year's Day come before Christmas? I don't know. Every year because New oh. Year's Day is January 1st and Christmas is, of course, December 25th. Of course. That's a trick. That's a trick question. That's a trick question, and it got me too. <laughs> I had to think about yeah. it. And oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, Suzanne, we're taking next week off of recording, but we'll be back at it right after the new year. So maybe we'll have some new year's resolutions to share. Oh, good idea. Some what... of the fun things that happened over Christmas and New Year's time period, maybe. Yeah. And some of the not so fun things, because I'm sure there will be a few of those as well. Yes, and I'm sure one of those will include a round-trip flight to Anchorage. (laughs) That would be my guess. Yes, so all I can say with all that shared is better you than me. I know, I know, and I'll be glad when I'm back here in sunny Arizona. Absolutely, and to all the listeners out there, I truly do wish you the merriest of Christmas. Um and holiday season so with all that shared again second time i've said that that's kind of my tagline all i'm gonna say is cheers and happy holidays cheers cheers